Hi. Hi, everybody. I've been drinking. <laughs> We've been drinking. Anywho. I'm not going to leave you out there to Okay, so today on Family Dynamics, we are discussing dating in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Um... I've been a, I've been a serial dater. I've dated continuously. I'm the complete opposite. I'm a serial monogamous. I do the long-term relationship thing because, you know, sometimes I just don't like starting over. I'd rather work with more man. But, you know, there's benefits to both and there's setbacks to both, I think. But I think, no, there's probably more benefits to being a serial dater. I think I got to know what I like. I got to know what I like. I got to, um, I think I have learned what I like from, um, guys, what I don't like. I think I've learned more what I don't like than what I like. But that helps you narrow down what you like. Yes. It still works itself out. I also learned how to read through a lot of BS, um, in my time in dating. Well, because the subterfuge wears off after the first, you know, couple of dates, you start to see who they really are. Because when you first meet someone, that's their representative. I think it was Chris Rock who said that. Like when you first start dating, you're not meeting that real person. You're meeting their representative. Yeah. Them on their best behavior. Them, you know, seemingly, you know, fun to be around. And then you really don't get to know them until stuff happens. It's kind of like it's an interview process. Like it's kind of when you first get a job, Mm -hmm. um, you're on your P's and Q's. Absolutely. By the time they be like, oh, your probation, your 30 days are up. You're like, man, fuck everybody in here. I don't like you, 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 you're cool. You, 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 all y'all can go to hell. And I'm getting my check. That's it. I don't like none of y'all. I come here to get a check and they see. There you go. But that's like, that's kind of what I feel like. In my 20s, that's what I did was I dated, continue, like I dated. And then like I had to start to line up and some people on the bench. Yes, so. God. <laughs> so when, when if one was and I didn't realize until like later in my twenties, um, when one was gone, actually it was a guy I was dating that kind of like we had kind of stopped dating, and he was like asking me questions, and that's when I realized like, ooh, you're never really single, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just when I kind of realized like once one kind of left. A week or two later, somebody else popped up. I don't know how that happened, but it would just that always like a lovely arrangement. It always happened, I like, mean, and it wasn't like I made this big announcement because if you follow, if you're trying to follow my relationship status through social media, you're never gonna. I've been single my whole life. If you're following <laughs> my social status, I mean my relationship status on social media, so it's not like I put this big announcement out there. It was just like that's just how the cards were dealt. For. Right. And then on top of that, fair to say, in our 20s, social media wasn't what it is now. No. I think that's it was It was, um, it was just Facebook. I mean, we had MySpace, I feel like, in high school. Yeah. And then... Well, wrong, but still. And then, like, when I got to college, that's when I got into Facebook. Right. But in that mid-time phrase, I think my mid-20s, and when it was like, everybody was allowed to get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, at first, you had to have some sort of... It was invite like only, or you had to have some sort of domain name. It can be like Yahoo or Gmail. Mm-hmm. You had to have a special domain in order to um, be able to. 
have get on. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon us. We'll be sipping our libations in between. I brought us a lovely bottle of sweet Shiraz. It's called Jam Jar. It's one of my favorite wines ever. That's delicious. I think it is. And it doesn't taste like soda. No shade to the soda flavor. What's the matter? Nothing. I oh. like making faces. <laughs> I was like, what did I say? I thought we liked the wine. Anyway, um, so yes. So you were able to date different folks consistently mm-hmm. off and on right. for different periods of time. Whereas me, I thought that the person I was with was the one I was going to marry. So I worked on having a long-term relationship. And in that way, you kind of also learn what you like and what you don't like mm-hmm. because you're seeing, again, you're not seeing that person's representative for mm-hmm. an extended period of time. You're seeing who they are, how they handle themselves during a crisis, how they are with their money, how they treat their family. Right. And, you know, that's an extended uh, interview process, if you will. That's I almost like an internship. I also think what was kind of the deciding factor for me was I had two really bad heartbreaks mm. in my early 20s. Like, I want to say before I hit even 21. And oh, I didn't know that. it was like, I was like, you know what? I don't need men. They're here for my entertainment. Ooh. And that's it. And I think that's where I just like flipped and was like, Whatever I mean, happens, happens. How you really feel. You really shouldn't hold back. I mean, you know, <laughs> I try to hold everything how I feel in and, you know, hold it back. That's not always the healthiest route. I mean, you don't, you don't have to tell everybody, but you should, you know, talk to folks about professional folks that are paid to deal with stuff like this, obviously. Yeah. See, me, I don't money. think I had any major heartbreaks early in my my 20s or even in my 30s i've had relationships that did not work out and that was disappointing i wouldn't call it a heartbreak per se i think i had a little bit of a pragmatic approach it's like okay well better now than when we're actually married married you know i think the first we were off and on since i was in high school and um i remember like i'm i didn't go to class i was crying I was playing Lauren Hill on repeat, no. X Factor. And I think that was probably the last time I did that. No. I think that was the first and last time I really had an emotional, just like, oh my gosh, heartbreak. I think the second one, it was just like, ouch, I don't like this. <laughs> and yes. I think after that, I started kind of being the one that was more what's the word in control over when we you know what i'm lying no i didn't everybody damn near left me not enough thinking about it some way somehow what do you mean they left you? yeah i i everybody dumped me i've been dumped a lot you mean in your 20s and early 20s i didn't date that much in my 30s interesting so they are they're the ones that dissolve the relationship for did you see it coming? Did you see it coming? Did you feel like there was some storm clouds gathering? I think, okay, they've kind of, I feel like they set up for us to be dissolved. And I was just like, don't come back. Okay. I think that's how most of it was. Don't come back. Don't talk to me right now. Uh-huh. Um, I'll talk to you when I feel like it. But yeah, that's it. Hmm. So I guess, I, I guess technically I broke up with them. 
but I felt like they were breaking up with me so before. I think off at the past kind of situation. I remember one guy told me I asked him when he would what when he was going to be back home. Like he was gone somewhere. He was like, I don't know. I'll be there when home, I be like there. Like in the state or home, like at his house. At his house. Okay. And um, and he was like, I don't know. I'll whenever I get there. I said, Oh, okay. Don't worry about telling me anything else. Like, if you can't tell me when you're gonna be home. So you felt that as soon as you could feel someone putting up a wall or a barrier. Yeah, that was your I, time I am. To yeah, that's it. You don't want to because if you can't tell me when you want to be home, then that means you don't want to tell me what you're doing. And that means you're doing something you don't think I would approve wow. on. So okay. you go ahead and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could just leave me out of the equation altogether. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, wow. Damn. Okay. Yeah, mine was nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, when I was like dating a little bit, you know, casually, there were some people that I see now were not good fits, but I was really trying to make it fit. And mm-hmm. it was like, no, the personalities aren't in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, this person's a little more, like they're not dating to settle down. They're dating right. to date. And I was kind of at that age dating to settle down. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I didn't date as much because that's a lot for someone in their 20s. Yeah. To notice. You know, I was trying to get married. I was trying to have babies and all that good kind of stuff. I did. I thought I was going to like follow my mother timeline and have a baby by the time I was 25. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get married by the time I'm 23. Then that mm-hmm. didn't happen. Then I was like, I'm going to get married by the time I'm 25. And then that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, And then it was kind of like, I think after 25, I did take a break from dating at one point. Because I was like, I want to see how long I could be single. Okay. It was probably, it was definitely less than a year. I can't remember how long it was, but it was less than a year. And mm-hmm. um, I think then I kind of was like, all I really know I want for sure are kids. Mm. So I don't technically need a man to have kids. Well, you only need one part, but in terms I of mean, like, like you don't to have, have to raise, you don't need a no, man to raise. Like I don't need that. I can go to the doctor, put my leg in stirrups and be like, "Hey, yo, shoot up the club." That's an image I didn't think I'd think about today. It's like some <laughs> stirrups, you know. But yeah, I was just kind of like, um, okay. <laughs> I just kind of thought that I didn't know. I, I just felt like my mom, for the most part, um, if, if you haven't listened to our first podcast, that has a lot of insight to it. I felt like our my mom kind of did the big chunk of it by herself. So mm-hmm. if as long as I had a village, I was going to be okay. Yeah, you saw that it was possible. Right. But I've also, it wasn't just her. I saw multiple yeah. friends who had moms that did it. Mm-hmm. So. It wasn't uncommon. It yeah, wasn't like, it's just one of those things I felt like, okay, I just actually physically don't have another partner. Mm-hmm. One way, or I, I wanted to experience birth. um, And then I just felt like if, after that, I can always just adopt. True. So that was always my thing is I wanted to, um, I, I didn't, I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, well, I don't have to have a partner. I still want one. <laughs> and I think that's okay. I do. I still want one. I, you know, yes, I saw my mother make it work. I've seen lots of mothers and fathers. Mm-hmm. There are single fathers out yes. there too. 
seen them make it work. I've had, I have friends that were raised by their dads. Right. And, you know, it works itself out and kids grow up well adjusted or, you know, as close to well adjusted as kids can be. But I, I want the whole enchilada. I want the husband and I want the kids. That's just. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. I feel like if it happens, for me, if it happens, it happens. If I'm feeling like I don't see it happening, then I'm going to make something moves. Right. I see it happening. I don't know when, but I do see it happening. I do see myself settling down at some point. But I don't want to just settle down for the sake of settling down. And I think that's where a lot of people, I I feel like a lot of people in their 20s did that. Mm -hmm. They married because they thought that's what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And I was almost a victim in the church um in my late teens early 20s i was churching hard in these streets y'all apostolic pentecostal didn't wear pants didn't wear makeup gospel all the time no worldly movies the whole shebang no shade to that but i do believe that when you're in that environment you become isolated from social life and as such you don't become like socially stunted so when you do go out into the dating pool and you realize oh shoot everybody's coming into this with good intentions that's a recipe for disaster and um i avoided a lot of unnecessary heartache and headache but it was a shock to me like dang like people really out here just doing whatever and i'm over here just trying to be you know mrs somebody and the mom of the two babies and folks is just trying to trying to smash yeah it, it, it was a like it was a shock to me because it's like dang there are really people out there with ill intentions i think i also like okay so when people meet people regardless of who they are they trust them originally i run on the line of i don't trust you when i first meet you you have to prove to me that you're trustworthy so like i will tell you little things just to see how you react to stuff Mm -hmm. and then go from there like i don't trust like if i meet somebody i don't trust them at first and that's just that's what it is. Like, prove to me that you're trustworthy versus proving to me, like, showing me, oh, I can't trust this person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, that to me, that's not, that's not the way, like, I don't like moving like that. And that's how most people move. It's like, ah, you're my friend. I come off that way because I'm social. I do come off of, I come out, come out, no. Uh, I'm coming now. Not, no, 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 no shade. But, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I come off as very happy-go-lucky or mm-hmm. very bubbly or very friendly. And that's just kind of like my default setting. Mm-hmm. And it's almost disarming to a fault because people will reveal themselves because they think that I'm okay with everything. Uh-huh. And rather than um, ask them certain questions to see right. how they maneuver, I just watch. Mm-hmm. And I just smile and nod. And they think I'm okay. Okay, real quick. I had this really funny story. So a day, I went out on a date with this guy that I met when I was going to pay my car note. Because back in the days, you had to go to the physical building mm-hmm. to pay the car note. And there was this handsome guy in the elevator. And he asked me out. Now, I wasn't going to have him pick me up at my house. But mm-hmm. I was like, I'll meet you at a restaurant. So I did I wasn't aware of all the red flags, but part of me like noticed, but I just wanted to see how far it would go. Uh-huh. So we go to this restaurant and oh no, before we even get to the restaurant, um, I'm calling him to confirm what time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, my car is in the shop. Mm-hmm. Can you pick me up? 
And I'm like, I pick like you this up. This is similar to what we talked about before. Go uh-huh. ahead. <laughs> Can you pick me up? And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, that, that's weird. Your car's in the shop mysteriously before we have to go out on a date. All mm-hmm. right. I'm not picking you up from your house, but if your job is on the way to the restaurant, I'll swing by, you know, because it's a mm-hmm. public place. Yeah, so I'll pick him up at his job. We go to the restaurant and we sit down. And I'm not the type of person that's going to order something crazy off the menu right. unless I'm paying for it and I'm just really hungry. Mm-hmm. And I also don't really drink a lot on first dates. I just feel like that can be an issue because mm-hmm. liquor can change people. Mm-hmm. So I ordered an iced tea. This dude had Jack and Coke and then a margarita within an hour. And I'm like, ooh, red flag number two. Okay. So he has some liquor in him. I'm still right. completely sober. And he's just talking, just mm-hmm. running his mouth. Going, da, 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 da. And he's like, you know, I really feel like I could talk to you. I said, you do? He's like, yeah, you know, you just seem so sweet. You seem so understanding. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. He's like, yeah, I feel like I could tell you anything. You wouldn't even trip. I'm like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Tell me tell me anything like what? Oh, you know, if excuse my language. I'm quoting him at this point. Yeah, you know, a nigga fucked up when he was younger and he went to jail. You went to jail? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm inside, I'm panicking, but I kept the game face on. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, you went to jail? Oh, okay, how'd that happen? Mm-hmm. If you don't mind sharing. Oh, you know, I was young, I was stupid, I was in jail, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't plan on going back, though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 you know, I got my shit together. He starts cursing. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, I didn't hear him say anything but damn. The whole time. They say, yeah, but now it's motherfuckers and niggas and this and this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, interesting, okay. Let's see how far this goes. So then he's like, yeah, you know, see, look, I told you that and most most bitches would run and hide and this and this. I said, oh, bitches, huh? Okay. That's interesting. And, uh, you know, yeah, I feel like I could tell you some shit that, that you know, you would understand because the motherfucker was young. I was like, okay, well, what else do you have to tell me? Uh, I got a kid. Hmm. You have a child. How old is this child? Oh, yeah, she's six months. Six months, you say? Well, well, you got a new baby. You have a bit. Congratulations. On fatherhood. Is this the first baby? I didn't think to ask that. <laughs> I should have. I should have because that that's a, that's a legitimately good question. So he's telling me about his kid. Doesn't say anything about the mama. He's getting like the alcohol is starting to hit him. And he's like looking in my eyes all weird. I'm trying to hurry up and finish my burrito so I can get the check and, and go, mm-hmm. you know. So finally dinner is over with and mind you, we were there at six o'clock. I think by the time everything was said and done, it was like seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to get the hell yeah. out of there. So I drive him back to his job and then he asked, Oh, do you think you can take me home? I'm like, No, I don't want to take you home. I don't know you. This isn't that type mm-hmm. of party. Like I'm dropping you off where I picked you up from, which is your job. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I'll see how it is. Yes, I'm glad you do. Or I could just let you out right here on the sidewalk in the middle of this busy street. And I said it just like that. He's like, oh, damn, like that? I'm like, well, you know, you're kind of freaking me out here, buddy. I got to be honest with you. I was trying to be a good sport, but you scared the living shit out of me. And I just, this is not going to work. He's like, oh, why you got to say that? And I'm like, because it's true. Come on, man. Well, can I use your phone so I can call my buddy to pick me up at my job? You don't have a phone? <laughs> Another red flag. See, you caught it. So I was like, sure, because I just I just felt like I wanted to get rid of this guy. So mm-hmm. he uses the phone, he calls his buddy to pick him up from his job or whatever, and I go home. Now, by the time I get home, it's like 
8.15. Like, this evening went by super quick. So I called up my homegirl, told her what happened. We had a good laugh about it. On we go. So the very next day, no, that night, 10 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. I get a phone call. It's from his baby's mama. I know you lying. I wish I were. So she was like, oh, so did you go out to dinner with, um, Ooh, she sounds respectable. The dude, oh, <laughs> no, she wasn't. I'm just making her sound nice. Okay. Trying to protect the innocent. Oh. And so, um, she was like, yeah, this is, I'm making up the name. This is Devin. This is Devin's girlfriend. I said, oh, nice to meet you, Devin's girlfriend. Um, did you know that he had a girlfriend? No, but I know that he has a baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, what were you doing with him? So just had a meal. Just ate some food. Oh, so do you go to dinner with all your friends? I do when I'm hungry. <laughs> well, I just want to say, you know what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you go off on me, let me tell you a few things about Mr. Devin. Devin is acting like he is single in these streets. He's not acting like he has a girlfriend. He did not mention you at all. He only mentioned your baby. Now, you don't ever have to worry about me calling him, going out with him, anything like that. Hurt. Okay? I want no parts of him because I don't want to be with somebody who's a liar. And frankly, sis, I don't think you should be with somebody who's a liar. You just had Wait. a baby with this man, and he's out here acting like he's single and taking random bras to dinner? Why would you do that? Like, don't you think you deserve it? I mean, flipped the whole conversation. Might as well. And flipped it back on her, like, Think about this. Like, you have a baby with this man. Is this mm -hmm. somebody you really want to be with? And mm -hmm. by the time I got off the phone, she was like, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for being understanding. And I just, I just, you know, we do a lot. And so hard. I said, sis, I got you. You're going to be all right. Yeah, Don't ever I, call me again, but I'm praying for you. I had an experience like that. Um, It didn't go that way, though. Uh-oh. Um, I was dating this guy on and off for years. And I guess he had got a girlfriend at some point in this. Mm. And she called me. She was like. He has a stage name. She was like, do you know? Oh, please say it's something awful. I don't even want to say it. Oh, come on. No. Uh, um, tell me after, okay? Yeah, facts. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> um. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Y'all so, don't get to know. <laughs> so she's like, do you, do you know Lloyd? And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not good because I know somebody named Lloyd. Oh, no, it's not Lloyd. Not Lloyd. Um, Lloyd, if you're listening, it's Do not you know, Lloyd. let's just say Derek. Okay, wait, let's make up a name. Let's say his... Um, Shakira Kwan, TGIF Carter. Let's say his stage name is TGIF. I was like, <laughs> do you know TGIF? And I was like, what? No, who is that? And she was like, I said, no, I don't know anybody named TGIF. And she was like, oh, so you don't know anybody named... Derek and I was like, oh yeah, I know Derek. And no, no. um, she was like, well, I'm his girlfriend. I was like, okay, well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, so are y'all together? I said, I mean, we've kind of been seeing each other off and on. She was like, well, we're together now. I was like, okay. And she was like, um, so you're gonna stop seeing him? I said, that's up to him. You gotta talk to him, sis. I ain't got nothing to do with this. That's your, that's quote unquote your man. That's your business. You gotta go ahead, speak with him, see what he, you know, that it's none of my business. Baby, you do what you do. I'm gonna do what I do. You have a good day. That ain't got nothing to do with me. So, yeah, she wasn't happy about that conversation. That sounds, yeah, it's, it's a shame like dudes will do stuff like that. Women too. I'm not saying that, you know, it's all men. 
that, you know, do these things and play these games with folks. It's just, yeah, I don't, I don't care for that very much. That's not what I'm into. But yeah, that's kind of my thing when it comes to like, I guess, quote unquote, the other woman. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 if that, if I'm in that situation, um, I don't care about no other woman. Like, what is you doing? Mm-hmm. What is you doing? And don't be out here in these streets making me look stupid. Right, and that's the thing too. Like, I think, and I know this has been addressed many times by other people, but women who find themselves in relationships with men who are out doing whatever, they get mad at the doing whatever with instead mm-hmm. of getting mad at their significant other mm-hmm. and that's I, I get it but at the same time no it's not right it's not right they're the ones the significant other is the one with the problem yes you know people are going to do what they're going to do just hopefully know the person that you're with right like and this is something my mother has always told me um I never forget this. I was in high school arguing with this girl over another guy, mm-hmm. and this is when flip phones. Ooh, they had flip phones. So she, I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my room going ham. I'm going up on this girl. Mm-hmm. My mom must have, but and my mom never just runs into my room. She busted in that room, grabbed the phone, and flipped it down. She said, "If you gotta argue over a man, that's not your man." Oh, that was the first and last time I think I've ever argued over a man. There you go. There you go. That's wisdom. I and I don't like if you. Cheers to Auntie on that one because that was fantastic advice. If you and since then, literally, and that happened, I think I was like 16, 17 years old. So I, my whole adult life, I've never argued with another woman over a man. I will, I will fight for a man. Like if he comes to me and like, yo, it's this chicken. She will not leave me alone. That's different. I will fight for my man. I'm not going to argue about another man with another woman. Like, if we're going back and forth of whose man is this, nah. then that's not, you should, I she should never have to, yeah, I should never have to question my relationship with you. If I ever got to question my relationship or ask somebody else about my relationship with you, then I'm not in a relationship with you. That's, that's the end of that conversation. All facts. So. All facts. Yeah. How about these men folks? Yeah, How so about these that's Boy. that's kind of where I started <laughs> off with my um my relationship, and then now I am in my thirties, yes, and it's getting weirder. <laughs> like, okay, so one thing that happened in my thirties was COVID. Yeah. Um. So I didn't want to go out, mm-hmm. and I don't want you at my house. And I don't want to go to your house. Let's hear for technology, everybody. I'm Face bad time. with that. What you mean you're bad with I don't that? Like, I, mean, I mean, there's I, social media and there's dating apps. You know, there's ways to kind of keep your personal business still personal. I don't know. Like, I like the going out. So now with the, the FaceTime dates, I just feel like that's now a new cop out. I, okay. Um, that's understandable in terms of it's kind of lazy mm-hmm. and it's sort of convenient and there's like plenty of room to not make an effort. If that makes yeah, sense. like all you got to do is now be like, hey, hey yo, what's up? Put on a filter, whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't have a dating experience during COVID. I was just too busy trying to 
get some money. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I kind of think around COVID time, I stopped dating beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID just brought it all. Yeah, home. like you know, I don't even want to go like out with really nobody. Yeah, I was socializing the most, and I was reaching out to people and having, you know, that type of interaction. But these were people that I had no romantic intentions with mm-hmm. at the time, you know. And um, I didn't, you would probably know more about this than I do. I don't have any dating apps at all. I got all of them. Actually, for Plenty of Fish, somebody hacked into my account and was asking for news, and so now I'm, like, banned from Plenty of Fish. Wait, you're banned because someone asked you for news? No, they hacked into my account. So ask me, asking, yeah, oh, asking other people damn. to email them like pictures and X, Y, Z. Yeah, so now I'm like banned from Plenty of Fish. I have all the date. Well, I had all the dating sites. Um, I used to be on Plenty of Fish. That's where I caught most of my bows. Mm-hmm. Um, bows, I like that. Um, <laughs> Bumble, Bumble. I've caught a couple. Um, dangle that basis. Hinge, I don't know why weird people like you on Hinge. I don't know, but that sounds dangerous. Hinge sounds like unhinged. Tinder, it, it played its role in Tinder. Okay. <laughs> I've heard about Tinder now. Tinder, Tinder definitely a... played the absolute <laughs> role it was supposed to play. Um, And the, I think that's all. The, oh, I tried the dating app Black. Um, That was a waste of time. Spelled like the color. Be okay. Oh, that is okay. It was supposed to be a dating app for black people. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. It definitely was predominantly black people. There were some other people there. Obviously, you made you feel more comfortable because they obviously came looking for so what was black the, women. What made it not work? <laughs> was it the, the caliber of people that were on it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Like. Because the advertisements they had, it looked like they were going to be these um, upscale, upscale, debonair, like, professional. yeah, type men. And then you get on there and mixtape dropping soon. No, no. not the mixtape dropping soon. No. I mean, hey, you know, follow your dreams, but <laughs> you're on somebody else's time. No shade. Um, I do. Yeah. Do not be with that, me. To be I, at thirty something, talking about, hey yo, you, you think you can, um, you think you can have some people listen to my mixtape? Whoa, that actually happened to you? No, I but I don't want that to happen. Ah, got it. Like I don't mind you having uh, I, I feel like after twenty four, twenty five, it becomes a hobby. Exactly. Pursue it, mm-hmm. pursue it. Mm-hmm. You can pursue it, but you have to definitely have um some type of income flow. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the uh, job subsidizing the dream category because I've done it. Like, I've worked, you know, a steady job for over a decade for the federal government and used that money that I was getting from that job to pay for classes right. on the side. Because what, 2 change didn't get discovered until he was, what, 40-something? I'm saying. So, so it's, it's, it's possible. possible. But you still need to you have gotta have some, yeah. I don't think he was money. just sitting out here waiting. No. And that's, and that's the other thing, too. Like, some people take that gamble and it works. I've heard some stories about other celebrities who were, like, couch surfing and, you know, had it kind of rough before their career took off. Everybody's journey is different. But I know for me, I would prefer somebody who has some kind of income coming in while they're working right. on their passion. Yes. It's doable. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's also not impossible. 
like, oh, how do you find people to date now? <laughs> um, that is a question. I feel like now the dating pool, the mm, I don't know how to find people. Like, um, you can. I mean, you have these. I feel like the options you have. You either have online, so you can find them through mutuals. You might find people's social medias. You hear about the slide in the DMs thing. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, and going out. Like, going out is out for me. I don't like it. Like, going out, like, now because of COVID or just in general? I don't like outside. What you mean you don't like outside? I don't like people outside. You mean people now because of the COVID situation? No. Or just people in general? General. You don't like going out on dates? You don't like going out? I like going like- out on dates, but, um, like, meeting people. I don't like, okay, I think this is what it is. Okay. And I think people think this is weird of me. I don't like getting hit on. Interesting. You don't like getting hit on. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is that why you don't want to go out on a date? Because you're afraid you I don't mind the date because I feel like, okay, so let's back up. Most of the people I've dated, I've met online. So I feel like we've gotten a lot of unnecessary, unnecessaries out Okay. Um, before we actually went on a date. Okay, if you're fair. meeting somebody um, when you are out at a bar or restaurant or whatever um they're trying like you said they're doing their audition thing now if you come to me and just spark up a kind of a random conversation Uh then then over the course of the conversation yeah i'm fine like if you spark up a conversation then i don't feel i don't feel like i'm trying out for something it feels a little less it feels less um what's the word i'm looking for performative yes and it feels more genuine. Yes. Because you're actually having a conversation with the intention to get to know someone. Right. And then based on that, mm-hmm. say, okay, well, maybe we we'll should go, go out, out some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I do get that. I get that. And I'm then interested. there's the thing of, like, finding, I guess, you know, your mutuals introducing you to people. You think these people are kind of some of the closest to you. And honestly, I will say most of my friends are like, I don't know anybody that can handle you. <laughs> I don't. Um, and I, I also, I have good relationships with a lot of my exes, so I feel like I meet oh, their right. friends, and then I'm like, is, is this weird. a thing? Like, we're not together no more, so. I don't have a, a, a relationship with my exes at all, really. They oh. just kind of, they just leave. I visit them, they visit me. They want no like parts a, because, I guess, for them, it's the, I don't want to see you with anyone it'll hurt me kind of thing and i'm like oh okay people have a hard time giving me up Ooh, a lot. <laughs> no not, not like that but like i know what you mean i'm because they they don't want to lose you as a friend yeah i'm I and i feel like i put that before my relationship kind of thing like mm-hmm. if i feel like we gonna not be friends no more like we can cut this off now right before and before bad blood happens and that's happened mm-hmm. to a couple of people. It's also happened where like bad bloods happen. I've gotten over it, so now we're good again. I think it was different for me because I had spent so much time with them, yeah, building with the intention of hopefully leading to marriage. I don't think I've had anything longer than two years, and I have had definitely had at least one that was way over two years. Yeah. So I think for me it was harder for them to like. I can't just be your friend now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you were almost my wife. Or, you know, you're almost my, whatever. I mm-hmm. can't see myself being friends with you because I've invested too much time, too many memories. And so I, I get that. I do. I would hope that after a few years have passed that, you know, things could be okay. But, you know, I'm not going to force anything. 
And I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to. I think they want to move on. That's fine. I feel like that's fair as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, also, the what the dating pool the dating pool is the sewage. Not the sewage. I feel like the dating pool is the sewage. You have They're to not go even through. The you have to go through like and find poop to find the ring that you flushed. Oh God! And even then, you gotta clean it up. It's not gonna come out all sparkly and shiny. No, like, you gotta clean it up and then be like, "Oh, this is nice." You have to go through the sewage to find it, man. I've never. It's hard. God, not the sewage. They're giving me like very little hope. Don't have much. Oh. Well, I mean, I, 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 I guess because I'm still new to it, I still have a fair amount of optimism. I feel like I haven't had anything happen yet, so I just have to just wait and see. That's good. Um, Keep hope alive. It's <laughs> um, a good way to think about because you know you you bring in what you think. Yeah, as long I mean, as you're positive, I, I haven't had anything really go down because I just got here. So it's like, all right, well, we'll see what's gonna happen. Like, what do you feel like you're looking for in your man? Oh, goodness. Um, someone who has... Well, I like gentlemen. I think you Same. and I talked about this. Um, I, I may be from Compton, but I'm a Southern girl at heart. I like when um, a man opens a door for me, pulls out my chair, pumps my gas, um, does all the quote-unquote manly stuff, because I feel like that gives me room to be vulnerable and to be kind of soft and to be sort of... You know, I don't have to, for us to be as independent, Mm -hmm. air quotes, as we are, it's not, for me anyway, that's not my default setting. That's Mm -hmm. a defense mechanism. My default setting is being soft and sweet and cuddly and, like, that that to me, that's my my sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want somebody that makes me feel safe enough to be all soft and sweet. I don't have to feel like I'm on edge. Like Mm -hmm. you said, with trust. That goes back to trust. I trust you enough to know that you got me should anything pops off. Um, I like the same thing, but make it spicy. <laughs> make it spicy. Like if I open my car door, you know, be like, "What? What are you doing?" Okay. Don't do that. Don't disrespect don't do that me like me. that. Yeah, make it spicy. Mm. Make me tell me what to do in that instance, and be like, you know what? You got this. I'm not gonna open my car door no more. I'll probably do it just to get here. You say that. What you doing, pumping gas? Why would you pump gas and I'm right here? Why would you get out the car and I'm right here? I don't care if I'm driving or not. Like, don't do that. I like, I like that. that. I also like a good sense of humor. Cause I, yeah, you got to make me laugh because... Y'all see how I am. I'm like, like Bianca said, cotton candy 24-7. You got to be okay with all this cotton candy. You better be able to roll along because I I may take my profession seriously. I may take my money seriously and my obligations, but I do not take myself seriously. Life is way too... I'm also real sarcastic. Like I feel like people laugh at me because I'm serious. <laughs> say as i start laughing they do you're sarcastic stuff i say i really um i'd be serious about most of the time but people think it's funny it's the delivery it's the deadpan delivery that's funny as hell most people are stupid though no 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 sit down and think about how funny and stupid you are go and reflect like you get real like (laughs) see (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I just feel like you tried to you read me. <laughs> no, but that's but that's how you can be. Like people, I I see the humor in it. I think it's funny as shit. 
other people will get their feelings hurt. Be like, this bitch just called me stupid. But they will go and reflect. Yeah, like sometimes you just got to think about what you just did. Right. And really think about it because that was stupid. Right. And it's, but the, the deadpan delivery is funny as hell to me. Like, it tickles me. Because I'm like, I know she playing. He don't know she playing. He finna cry I'm not in the car. Playing. I'm not playing. No, but you're I'm serious. But it's just, no. for me, it's the delivery. That was stupid. I if I say something funny. is stupid, it was stupid. Maybe I just, I'm used to your special brand of sarcasm. Stop it. I think I'm used to it. Rethink about what you did. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. And <laughs> sit there. Because why would you do something like that? We're like Daria and Quinn. <laughs> no. The black Daria and the black Quinn. But we don't get on each other's nerves like that. Knock on wood. Where the fuck is some wood? Because I don't want to put There's her none off. here. There's no wood. Okay. Glass. It's Knock the zipper. Squid games. But, uh, oh, God. Squid games. <laughs> but, no, one thing I feel like, okay, this is how I feel like I am with my man, like, if my man is, we're in public and with a group, a setting of people we're not, that's not our our inner circle. Mm-hmm. And he says, the sky is pink. I'm going to go with that at that time. Because I'm not going to embarrass him in public. And I'm going to be like, you know, well, when the sun sets, you know, it's a multitude of colors. And the part of those yeah, colors yeah. in the sunset or sunrise is pink. And like that time frame Come on. Come on, make makes the sky look gorgeous. When we get in that car, don't you ever make me look stupid like that. <laughs> Again, and yo, what the fuck were you talking about? The sky is pink. Where did that come from? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, there's that. There is that. But, yeah, like, I, I, I like a little spice Um, in my relationship. You know, like. I like spice, too, but I like spice in different places. So, Venetia likes spice in other ways. This conversation won't all way longer than we expected, so tune in next week for part two and find out how spicy is it going to get. <laughs>